Hello, it's AJ, and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the movie Big, starring Tom Hanks. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And for this last week, we've been watching the movie Willow, ahead of its sequels TV series starting on Disney Plus this next week. Whilst I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show, how's everyone's week been doing? I've just been busy with work, to be honest. We've been preparing for Christmas in the office, we've been moving desks around still, just making sure that everyone's just in the like right space to be able to like work with the people that they need to work with most often throughout the day and throughout the week and things like that. So it's been very, very busy in the office, but... Uh, yeah, apart from that, it's been okay. I, I attended a business networking dinner earlier this week. It was really nice. It was like a, a pub that's about 20 minutes from where I am. They had some very nice food that was on, and they just mixed people around on a bunch of different tables. And, yeah, just nice night, nice food. Got to be able to hear from some guest speakers and just get to talk with people that I think otherwise I wouldn't have had a chance to talk to before. So, no, it was a really good evening. I did do a video from that, so... If anyone's uh, like following me or connected with me on LinkedIn, I always post these event videos over on LinkedIn just because I'm working with people in that sort of industry and business and things like that. So it makes more sense for these videos to be seen by those people. I might put them on YouTube at some point. I just don't think anyone would be really interested in them, if I'm completely honest. But all of them have got music from DJ Saucy, who, uh, if you don't know, if you if they've actually joined me not from Sorcerer Radio, of course that is. He is the owner, the person who runs all of Sorcerer Radio. He set it up to be able to begin with, and he just lets me use his music for these sorts of videos. He says it's fine for me to use as long as I credit him at the end, which I always do. So, uh, no, very big thank you to him from that. But apart from that, what else have we done? Well, yesterday we went to Nottingham Christmas Market. I actually used to live in Nottingham when I was at university, and I always used to go to the Christmas Market. Every year that I lived there, I went to the Christmas Market. And when I first met Amy, who is now my wife, it was something that we did. It was like very early on in our relationship. I took her to be able to see the Christmas Market. It's something that we've tried to do almost every year since we've been together. And... Uh, We've not done it for the last couple of years, of course, with COVID and things like that. We last went in 2019, so it was nice to be able to go back and have a walk around, see all the stores. We like to be able to pick up some of like the uh, like cheeses that people make and like, sell on the stalls, some uh, like Christmas decorations that you can have customised. It's just a really nice place to be able to walk around. We, we sat and like, the kids had a hot chocolate, I had a mulled wine, Amy had a mulled cider, and... It was just really, really nice day out. It was also actually our wedding anniversary as well, but it was our fifth wedding anniversary. We've actually been together for, what, 14 years, I think it is? And we were engaged for eight of those years before we got married. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we've been together a lot longer than the five years we've been married, and I, I love every day with her. Absolutely every day, and I would not change anything for the world. She is, uh, she's like my rock, my conscience, and I just could not live without her. She's uh, absolutely brilliant, and she's very patient with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not the easiest person to be able to live with half of the time, but uh, yeah, she's very patient with me, and I love her for that. But that's about it. We've just kind of had a chill out today. Oh, we did have a Chinese takeaway last night as well as part of our like 
anniversary celebration, let's say. We just we ordered in some food. It arrived like 45 minutes late, though. We'd ordered it at 7 o'clock for an 8 o'clock delivery, which they, they could have actually got it to us 20 minutes earlier, supposedly. And uh, 8 o'clock rolls around, 20 past 8 rolls around. Eventually, at half past, I get a phone call saying, oh, by the way, we're very busy and we're running late, so we're just setting off with your food. I was like... Well, at least thank you for letting me know, but it's a very nice Chinese, and we only have it very rarely, because this particular Chinese is very expensive. So it's one of those once-a-year special occasions, sort of, like, we'll order in this just because it's so nice. And also, it lasts us a couple of days. Well, I say a couple of days. We will be finishing it today, because there's just so much food that you get for, like, the price that you pay, that you just can't eat it all in one day, but it's very, very, very nice. But apart from that, that's about it for this past week. Hopefully everyone else has had a great week as well, of course. Just drop me a message over on social media at, at or forward slash the D plus club just to let me know how you've been doing. It's always nice to be able to hear from everyone, of course. Now, though, it's time for the news. And I'm actually going to start with what is probably the biggest news story from across the entire Walt Disney Company over the past week, which could potentially see future effects on what we will or won't be seeing to come into Disney Plus. And the news is actually something that broke late last Sunday after I recorded the last episode. And that is that Bob Chapek, who took over as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company in February of 2020, I want to say. I, I was researching it earlier and I think that date stuck out. But anyway, he has now left the company. Or actually, as it turns out from sources who have been... Uh, not named, I don't think, over the past week, let's say. Apparently, he was actually asked to leave. And the person who's replaced him is actually the former CEO, Bob Iger, who actually spent more than 15 years as CEO of the company. And he's actually been brought in under a two-year contract to get the company back on track, let's say, and also find a more suitable replacement after that two-year period is extended. Whether that is a static two years and that is like no flexibility at all, that will remain to be seen. But I just find it really interesting. And I'm also very thankful as well that there able to bring back Bob Iger who has been this rock for the company over the last what two decades what would you say like 15 years as the CEO for the company he he oversaw things like the purchase of Pixar and Lucasfilm Marvel and things like that 20th Century Fox as well so yeah I'm really really happy that Bob Iger's back and I think that he it has done brilliant things for the Walt Disney Company since he became CEO of the company, what, in the mid-2000s, was it? Something like that. So, yeah, really, really happy that he's back in the picture and looking forward to seeing some positive changes coming to the Walt Disney Company in the near future, let's say. And I'm just hoping that not only from the consumer standpoint, but also from the cast members and staff standpoint, that they start to be able to see this like positive turn in the company as well. Because I know many cast members who were saying that they were really feeling the the culture within Disney was just not feeling that same sort of magic that it used to feel under like Bob Iger's uh, time as CEO, let's say. Actually, in a statement, Bob Iger said, I'm extremely optimistic for the future of this great company and thrilled to be asked by the board to return as its CEO. Disney and its incomparable brands and franchises hold a special place in the hearts of so many people around the globe, most especially in the hearts of our employees, whose dedication to this company and its mission is an inspiration. 
I am deeply honoured to be asked again to lead this remarkable team with a clear mission focused on creative excellence to inspire generations through unrivaled, bold storytelling. But this wasn't the only thing that actually went out. He actually sent a memo out to cast members following his return to the company saying, Dear fellow employees and cast members, it is with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility, and I must admit admit a bit of amazement, that I write to you this evening with the news that I am returning to the Walt Disney Company as Chief Executive Officer. When I look at the creative success of our teams across our studios, Disney General Entertainment, ESPN and International, the rapid growth of our streaming services, the phenomenal reimagining and rebound of our parks, the continued work of ABC News and so many other great achievements across our business, I am in awe of your accomplishments and I am excited to embark with you on many new endeavours. I know this company has asked so much of you during the past three years, and these times certainly remain quite challenging. But, as you have heard me say before, I am an optimist. And if I have learned one thing from my years at Disney, it is, even in the face of uncertainty, perhaps especially in the face of uncertainty, our employees and cast members achieve the impossible. You will be hearing from me and your leaders tomorrow and in the weeks ahead. In the meantime, allow me to express my deep gratitude for all that you do. Disney holds a special place in the hearts of people around the globe thanks to you, and your dedication to this company and its mission to bring joy to people through great storytelling is an inspiration to me every single day. Bob Iger. And I just thought that that was the best thing that could have gone out to these staff members and cast members around the world. And also, I I found out through DW60, actually, who had a special show this past week. Even though they were supposed to be going on holiday, they got out a special show on Friday just because of all of the news that we've had over the past week. So if you haven't checked out this week's episode of DW60, I highly recommend that when you see it pop up on a podcast platform such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast or wherever you listen to even this podcast, for example, that you check out DW60 for the excellent discussion that they had around Bob Iger returning to the company, around Bob Chapek leaving, and the changes that this could mean possibly going forward over the next few years and what it could mean for the future of the Walt Disney Company. Highly, highly advise that you go and check that out. But one thing that actually came to light from that was that before this message to cast members and employees actually went out, cast members were actually notified that Bob Iger would be returning through a different message entirely. So I am really thankful that that went out because... If you can imagine being in the employment of the Disney company and hearing about a change in leadership through the news, that would be absolutely devastating if it was me. I I would have a, a, a very big trust issue with that brand if that went out to news agencies before we heard it like officially. So I'm really thankful that the, that, that news went out to cast members and employees before this change happened and before it was announced to the media and... It just goes to show that the cast members are like the rock. They are the core of the Walt Disney Company, and they deserve to be treated with the utmost respect. And if you're ever in the parks, if you have dealings with any of the cast members in the parks and anyone who works at the company, just make sure you say thank you, because these cast members do a lot of hard work to bring magic to 
all of our lives, whether it's in the parks, whether it's through Disney Plus. I, I've connected with plenty of Disney employees through uh, LinkedIn, and whenever I see something that they put on, something that they've been involved in, I always reach out and say, thank you for this. I have experienced this, and this is wonderful. Thank you for anything that you did that was a part of it, because it's just... Let's say they're putting so much hard work to be able to bring magic into all of our lives. But I am moving a little bit off topic. What I did want to say is that what potential effects could this have to Disney Plus going forward? Now, honestly, I'm not sure because Disney Plus has always kind of existed as its own little entity within the Walt Disney Company. But that doesn't mean that there won't be changes to be able to get this company back on track. I mean, we might see that some of the TV series that are currently in production might see budgets cut, for example. We might see that movies might get cancelled that are kind of like in the distant pipeline, for example. We might see that some things that were originally scheduled for a cinema release may go to a Disney Plus exclusive to be able to draw people into that as well. So there could be lots of changes coming to Disney Plus, but right now, at this very second, there are like, there's not enough information out there to be able to say with any confidence what could change. But I will be making sure to keep an eye on all of the news and any changes that could be coming to the the Disney brand for Disney streaming, whether that's Disney Plus, whether that's Hulu, whether it's maybe even ESPN Plus. If it's relevant to the Disney Plus brand, I will be making sure to take a note of it and make sure to mention it when I'm recording. Like For example, one of the first things that Bob Iger did when he returned to the role, one of Iger's first tasks, let's say, was to ensure that his extended leadership team were right for their respective roles, which actually included the removal of Kareem Daniel as the head of the Disney Media and Entertainment Distribution Division. Now, that division actually oversaw Disney+, Plus, Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, Disney-owned TV channels, for example, such as Disney Channel, ABC, ESPN, Freeform, and more besides, Disney Music even, and also the film distribution decisions as well for Disney, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, 20th Century, and much more beside. This news also came as people who were close to that division shed light that uh, Bob Chapek actually made some decisions with the release of some series on Disney Channel, actually a day in advance of when they would be released on Disney+. Plus. And this was to share the production and marketing budget, and as such, make the streaming financials look better overall for those particular shows because that that budget was being shared partially between Disney Plus and partially between Disney Channel and basically just inflating the performance that it was having for the cost that it was produced for for Disney Plus. When I read about this I was shocked because I actually thought that they were doing this to be able to maybe increase the incentive for people to be able to go to Disney+. Plus. You know, release a TV series on Disney Channel a day before it would end up on Disney+, Plus because there's so many other great things on Disney+. Plus. Here is one thing that you could be watching on Disney+, Plus right now, but we're giving you a day in advance just as an incentive, for example, to come to Disney+, Plus and come and watch, watch the rest of the really good things that we have on offer. That is how I saw it, and that is how many, many other people saw it. Not once did I see someone say, they've done this because they can share the budget between the Disney Channel Television Division and Disney Plus Television Vision Division. I'm stumbling over my own words there. But all to, to share the cost and make it look like it's performing much better. That is absolutely disgusting. 
And again, I will say that this is pure rumor. This has come from someone who is supposedly close to this div- division of the company, but if that is the case, that is absolutely awful. And Bob Chapek and Kareem and any, anyone else who is close to this sort of decision to to do that sort of thing, to be able to influence people's perception of how these things are performing, they should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Sorry, I feel like I went on a little bit of a rant there, but I, this just goes to say that I, I'm glad that Bob Iger is back. I am glad that he's making these decisions to to make sure that people who are in these roles are right for the roles that they are in and that their interests are the best for the company, let's say. I will leave it there. Of course, if there is anything else that comes to light over the next week or coming weeks, months, whatever, I will make sure to share it and any changes to Disney+. Plus leadership and anyone involved in disney plus or even if i feel as if it's relevant for the parks and things like that as well i will make sure to share that news with anyone who wants to listen to it let's say other than this though i feel like this last week's news has been kind of quiet i will cover a few other shorter stories now though so after a brief departure from disney plus for its return to theaters ahead of the sequel release avatar has now returned to disney plus we also got a new trailer for the movie ahead of the sequel's release as well which i am really really looking forward to and actually it reminds me i probably need to make sure i get some tickets booked for that there so that me and my dad can go and see it because i'm really looking forward to it as well as, as the coming up Pentatonix Christmas special, which is actually due out this week. I'll come back to that one, though. It's been announced that on December 15th, we'll also be getting a Backstreet Boys holiday special, which will actually be following its release on ABC the day before. It was announced this past week that 20th Television has signed a new multi-year overall deal with Robert Siegel, who is the creator, writer, showrunner, and executive producer of many of the Hulu and Star Original Limited series, such as Welcome to the Chippendales and Pam and Tommy, and this is in addition to working on films like The Wrestler, for example. Under this deal, Robert Siegel will be developing, writing, and also executive producing a bunch of new series for all of Disney's streaming platforms. Moving on though now, Disney has announced this past week that Brady and Rita Ora will journey to the fantastical kingdom of Auradon in The Pocket Watch, which is actually just the current working title for the latest instalment in the music-driven mega-hit franchise The Descendants from Disney Television, which will actually be coming to Disney+. Plus. Brady will return to the role of Cinderella, which he actually first played in the Walt Disney Television's iconic 1997 version of Rogers and Hammersmith's Cinderella. Aura will portray the villainous Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland fame, of course, and they will join forces with the previously announced cast of China Anne McLean, who actually played Uma in the previous movies, Kyle Cantrell, Dara Rene, Marla Baker, Ruby Rose Turner, Morgan Dudley, Joshua Colley, and also in addition we will be seeing the return of Melanie Paxson, who will reprise her role as Fairy Godmother from the previous Descendants movies. This expansive new story will find polar opposites Red and Chloe crossing paths at a momentous celebration in Auradon when unexpected chaos breaks out. In order to prevent an impending coup, they must join forces and travel back in time via a magical pocket watch created by the Mad Hatter's son to stop an event that would lead to grave consequences. 
It actually sounds like a really interesting premise, this. It's, it's, it's one of those time travel stories, and I love time travel stories, but my kids also really enjoy the Descendants films, so I think that this would be kind of that nice mix between those two sort of, sorts of stories, and yeah, I, I'm really behind this. I'm looking forward to being able to check this one out. And finally this week, like I said, it has been quite a quiet week for news, we found out that following Bassam Tariq's departure from directing the Blade movie, Deadline is reported this past week that Jan Demange, I think that's how you say that, I have no no clue whatsoever, you know how you used to say I'm with names by now, apparently he's also worked on projects such as White Boy Rick and Lovecraft Country, apparently he's signed on to direct the new Blade movie. Michael Starbury will actually be writing a brand new script for the film, it was actually originally scheduled to begin filming earlier this year I think, however with the new script being written and also the change in directors, I think now it's expected to begin filming sometime this next year, but as soon as I find out any further information on that, I will, of course, be bringing it to you. That's about it for the news this week, though. What are you most excited for from this last week's news? There hasn't really been much real to talk about. Personally, I'm really excited that Bob Iger is back with the company, and I'm looking forward to seeing the positive changes that he is going to bring to the company not just with Disney Plus, but across the board. So looking forward to seeing what will transpire over this next couple of years, and I will be making sure to bring you all of the news, of course. Let me know what you think, though, over on social media at at or forward slash the D Plus Club, or, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord, or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now, though, it is time for a brief break, and then I'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service this next week. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, of course, this past week we had the Andor Season 1 finale, and wow, this series was amazing. If you are a fan of spy and espionage dramas and things like that, you do not even have to be a Star Wars fan. This series was absolutely brilliant from beginning to end, and I cannot wait for Season 2 because the story that they are they're showing us on screen is so deep and rich into the backstory of the Empire, and I absolutely loved it, and I cannot wait to be able to see where they take this second series. I, I, again, I don't want to talk about it too much, especially for those people who haven't even seen episode one yet. I know there are plenty of people who have Disney Plus who have been waiting for this last episode to be able to just binge them all in their own time. I really don't want to spoil it for them because this series was absolutely brilliant very very character driven and it made you invested in these characters from beginning to end there was a scene in this this final episode and 
without alluding too much to what built up to it or the character or anything like that, there is a scene where this character is speaking to a group of people and it is such an emotionally driven speech and it makes you feel so connected with this group of people and what they're going through under the hands of the empire and it just there's so much emotion there that the storytelling and writing on this series has been top-notch from beginning to end and I, i can't say enough good things about it this is one of the best things to come out for star wars ever as far as i'm aware it's absolutely brilliant and again it's nothing without the films that it was built on but the the good thing that they are doing with this series and others like the mandalorian is that they are building on this original story that they had but showing you it not from the side of the jedi and from the skywalkers but from the other people in the galaxy who have been under the rule of the empire and the the stories that they've got to tell but also some important background characters that we've not really seen fully fleshed out before on screen one very good example is mon mothma for example she she had very limited roles in both the prequel trilogy and also the original trilogy and she has been featured in some of the animated series for example like rebels she was briefly also featured in the rogue one movie as well but this tv series we have got the best take on mon mothma and her background story and it's absolutely brilliant i say i I cannot say enough good things about this don't have to be a star wars fan to watch this but if you're watching it as a star wars fan or watching it with a star wars fan even you are going to get the most out of this series it is absolutely brilliant and i absolutely love it we also got to see this past week the santa clauses episode three which is another series i'm really enjoying still don't like that intro though that intro is absolutely atrocious whoever thought that was a good thing i I have no idea what was going through their mind at the time it's scary it is physically scary it's i have no idea but anyway really enjoying this series but i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes i mean we're three episodes in right now and already the family has settled into their uh real world life let's say or the beginning to should i say so where's this series going to go and where will we see the clauses at the end of this series so yeah looking forward to following this one along because it is really really good and i'm looking forward to seeing tim allen back on screen again i know he's only recently finished uh, last man standing but i absolutely love tim allen as an actor and i have done since his days in home improvement and also voicing buzz in toy story and last man standing everything absolutely love it but what else was I able to watch this past week? No, I haven't been able to watch my Six Game Changers. That is my own fault. I just haven't had a lot of time. I just feel like I've been so busy recently that I've just not had the time to dedicate to watching my Six Game Changers. It might be one of those I decide to watch on my lunch, for example, during the week. But I have also just picked up a new video game as well. And it's very rare for me to actually play video games. And I've got to say that right off the bat. We have been playing the Disney Dreamlight Valley, but this past week i had the new pokemon game arrive and again it's like that exploring my own childhood again i've loved getting back into this game admittedly the graphics are a little bit poor at times so overlooking that the gameplay is absolutely brilliant the story top notch for for a pokemon game at the end of the day absolutely brilliant but the graphics 
Yeah, it leave a lot to be desired. I'm hoping that they release some sort of update patch for that in the not too distant future, let's say, just to improve on it and just make it look a little bit more polished, let's say. But uh, apart from that, I'm really enjoying that game. And yeah, I seem to be spending, if I've got an hour to like spare to like do something, I'm sitting down and doing that rather than watching Mighty Ducks at the moment, which is probably my own fault. I did get a chance to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special last night, and that is absolutely brilliant. I did. I didn't know what to expect from a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, especially one that would be involving like Kevin Kevin Bacon, for example, as Kevin Bacon. Yeah, so weird, but yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend, especially if you're a Marvel fan, that you check this out. But some brilliant music in this as well. I I, I need to go on to my Apple Music and see what tracks I've got. I know there is a soundtrack out from it, so I'm hoping that some of these tracks from this special are on there because absolutely brilliant whoever came up with these top notch well done because the, the I, I was like rocking around in the chair in the living room at the, like late at night watching this going yeah this music's great so yeah really 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 enjoyed that and it's a really good story that's now going to lead into the guardians of the galaxy volume three and it also uncovered some character connections that have maybe not even been mentioned on the screen before let's say and i don't want to go into that too much right now because i will end up spoiling it for someone but it could see some changes let's say to the formula of the the next movie and how the characters will interact in that movie let's say and there was even a like post credit scene for this one as well which was really interesting and did tease something else for the future so i'm looking forward to finding out more about that but what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Monday in the US, you will be getting the wonderful world of Disney Magic Holiday Celebration, which returns for its seventh year with a dazzling array of all new musical performances. And also you'll be getting the Mickey Saves Christmas, which I actually spoke about the other week, but I will cover it again now, which is a stop motion holiday special where Mickey, Minnie and their pals attempt to celebrate the perfect Christmas at their snowy cabin. However, when Pluto causes Santa to lose all of the presents on his sleigh, the friends travel to the North Pole on a quest to save Christmas and also find the true meaning of the holiday. It's actually also been announced that this will be coming to the UK. I know that it was, well, first of all, it was going to be aired on the Disney Channel and we didn't know whether it would get a Disney Plus release and also if it would be airing internationally. But it has now been announced that it will be coming to Disney Plus in the UK on Friday, December 9th. So looking forward to checking out that one with the family. Over here in the UK on Monday, though, we will be getting another new episode of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, which, if correct me if I'm wrong, I believe releases at like 4.30 in the afternoon. So if you're following along with this series, make sure you tune in uh, after four, well, 5 o'clock, let's say, just to be able, be able to make sure that you can check this one out. Moving on to Wednesday, we'll be getting the first episode of the new sequel series, Willow, which also happens to be the movie that we've been watching this past week. I wanted to make sure we covered this original movie before we actually got the TV series, just so that we would have a chance to check it out. I will admit, just because I'm going to be covering this movie later in the show, that 
I started watching it the other day, didn't get a chance to finish it, and I've got it lined up to be able to watch this evening. So if I'm talking about some character names and I'm pronouncing them wrong, I do really apologise because that's just because I've not heard them said myself yet. But I was really, really enjoying it. I just didn't have time to be able to finish it, unfortunately. But also we'll be getting The Santa Clauses, Episode 4, The Mysterious Benedict Society, Season 2, Episode 7, and also The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Season 2, Episode 10. In the US, you'll also be getting Sumo Do, Sumo Don't, Episode 7, The Witch Doctor Will See You Now, Buried Secrets of World War Two Season 1, three new episodes of Firebuds, and also four new episodes from Season 2 of Spidey and His Amazing Friends, which... I'm sure my son will be looking forward to seeing when it comes over here to the UK. He absolutely loves that show. One of the things that we're really finding hard, though, is that he wants two specific figures from that show for Christmas. He wants the Green Goblin, or Gobby, I think it's referred to, and also the Doc Ock figure. And as far as I can tell, they are only available from Walmart in the US. We cannot find them for love nor money here in the UK. And also now my daughter decides that she wants them as well so now we're trying to find these two figures from like all the sets that are available in the uk that as far as we can tell might be exclusives to walmart in the us and i had a look on ebay if i wanted to get just one set the person who is selling it and also then sending it over here to the uk wants three times as much plus the delivery charge as to what it would cost to be able to get it and that's that's absolutely disgusting. I hate people who are selling these exclusive things on eBay for those sorts of things. It's like people who buy things in the Disney parks and then decide that they're going to charge this ridiculous uplifted price for basically holding it a ransom for people who have no chance of getting it elsewhere in the world. So, yeah, not sure how we're going to be able to get those at the moment. I have put some feelers out there to, to people who might be able to get hold of these and send them over for me, but I have no idea at the moment. Anyway, I have gotten a little bit off topic. Over here in the UK on Wednesday this next week, we will be getting three new episodes of American Horror Story NYC, NCIS Hawaii Season 1, Episode 15, What We Do in the Shadows Season 4, Episode 6, Station 19 Season 6, Episode 6, Grey's Anatomy Season 19, Episode 6, Family Guy Season 21, Episode 6, and also new episodes of the international series Pink Lie and also Black Rock Shooter Downfall. I need to try and remember to take a breath. I was starting to lose my breath before reading those ones. <laughs> Moving on to Friday, we'll be getting Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules, where Greg enters his next grade in school with his confidence and friendships intact and an eye on the new girl in town, Holly Hills. But at home, Greg is still at war with his older brother, Roderick. So their parents have handed down the toughest punishment imaginable, forcing the boys to spend quality time with each other. Also on Friday, we'll be getting Pentatonics Around the World for the Holidays, where the superstar acapella group Pentatonix needs inspiration for their annual holiday album. After getting locked in a mystery mailroom, a little Disney magic sends us on a whirlwind tour around the world, discovering holiday traditions and inspiration from Pentatonix fans across the globe. The journey leads the group to realise that wherever we find ourselves, it really is a small world after all. I'm actually really looking forward to this. I love hearing Pentatonix music, especially around the holiday season. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking this one out. 
And in the US, you'll also be getting the National Geographic specials, Akashinga, the Brave Ones, I think that says. I have no idea with some, some of these sorts of names. You'll also be getting Heroes of the Mediterranean, B Pagoda Wings, and also the Territory, which takes a look at the fight of the Amazon's indigenous... Oh, how am I going to say this one? Oh, I'm, I'm going to apologise before I even say this. Uru e Wow Wow people against the encroaching deforestation brought by farmers and illegal settlers. I have no idea if I even said that remotely closely right. That's, yeah, I, I apologise. You know what? I'm even going to look at my phone and I'm going to get Siri to tell me how I actually say that name because I think that I probably got it not even close. So let's see what Siri has to say of this one. Uru you are well. Yep, I probably was nowhere even close. Anyway, on Friday here in the UK, we will be getting a new episode of Criminal Minds Evolution. We'll also be getting the new series, Our Only Chance, which tracks the ups and downs in the relationship between Candela and Diego, as we follow them on a journey through love, friendship, and the struggle to make their way in the world. Also on Friday, and I'm actually really looking forward to this one. I know I have covered the description of it in a past episode, let's say, but I will cover it again briefly now because it does sound really interesting. We will be getting Darby and the Dead, where after suffering a near-death experience as a young girl, Darby Harper gains the ability to see dead people. As a result, she becomes introverted and shut off from her high school peers and prefers to spend time consulting lonely spirits who have unfinished business on Earth. But all that changes when Capri, the queen bee of the school's most exclusive clique, unexpectedly dies in a freak hair-straightening accident, resulting in the cancellation of her upcoming Sweet Seventeen party. Capri, however, pleads with Darby from the other side to convince Capri's friends to proceed with the party as planned. In order to appease the wrath of the undead diva, Darby must emerge from her self-imposed exile and reinvent herself, which along the way allows her to find new joy in the land of the living. And that's about it for this next week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know, of course, over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone Facebook group. I am going to take another brief break now, and then I'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club. Looking for the show that talks about all things Disney? Then check out the Disney List with Kristen and Al John. They've got news on Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, the parks, and so much more. Listen to the Disney List every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. for the weekly movie club and as i mentioned earlier this last week's movie club movie has been willow ahead of the release or start of should i say the sequel tv series being released so if you've never seen willow before this is your spoiler warning if you don't want to be spoiled pause the show go and watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast 
Now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. To prevent the fulfilment of a prophecy that a child with a special rune birthmark will bring about her downfall, the evil sorceress queen Bavmorda of Nokmar imprisons all pregnant women in her domain. The foretold child is born, but her mother persuades the midwife to smuggle the baby out of the castle. Bavmorda executes the mother and sends her wolf-like Nakmar hounds after the midwife. After evading the hounds for months, the midwife is forced to set the baby adrift on a grass raft in a river before she is killed by the dogs. Bavmorda then sends her daughter, Sorsha, and an army, led by General Kale, to hunt down the baby. Some distance downriver, a village of Nelwyn people prepares for a festival, as the baby is found by the children of a farmer and aspiring sorcerer, Willow Ufgood. His family takes her in and comes to love her. At the festival, a Nokmar hound arrives and attacks all the cradles it finds. After the Nelwyn warriors kill the hound, Willow presents the baby to the village leader, the High Alduin, as the probable reason for the dog's appearance. The High Alduin orders the baby must return to a Dakani family, so Willow and a party of volunteers set out to find one. At a crossroads, they find Madmartigan, a mercenary trapped in a crow's cage, who offers to take the baby in exchange for his freedom. The majority of the Nelwyn think that they should give the baby to him, but Willow and his friend Migosh refuse, causing the others to abandon them and go home. After meeting Madmartigan's old comrade, Eck, on his way with an army to attack Bavmorda, Willow relents and agrees to Madmortigan's terms. On the way home, Willow and Migosh discover that some brownies have stolen the baby and pursue them. They are captured by the brownies, but Fairy Queen Chalindria frees them and explains the baby is Elora Denon, the foretold princess of Tur Aslin. She gives Willow a magic wand and sends him to find Finraziel, an aging enchantress. Willow sends Migosh home and continues the journey in the company of two of the brownies, Frangine and Rule. On his way, he re-encounters Mad Mortigan, who is disguising himself as a woman to hide from his mistress's husband, Lug. Sorsha and Kale's army arrives, but Mad Mortigan is revealed as a man to Lug, who starts brawling, which helps Willow and Mad Mortigan escape with the baby. Mad Martigan seemingly reluctantly leads Willow to the lake where Rizal lives. They are captured soon thereafter, along with Rizal, who has been turned into a bushtail possum by Mavmada. Willow tries to restore her, but he turns her into a rook. Frangine accidentally doses Mad Mortigan with love potion, and Mad Mortigan declares undying love for Sorsha, but she is sceptical. Willow's party flees, finding Eric and the remnants of the army after Bavmorda defeated them. When the Nokmar army pursues, Madmortigan takes Sorsha hostage, and they flee once more. However, Sorsha escapes. Willow's party arrives at Tur Aslin, only to find it cursed and overrun with trolls. Kale's army arrives, and Madmortigan and Willow attempt to fend them off. Sorsha, realising that she has fallen, fallen in love with Madmortigan too, defects to his side. Willow accidentally turns a troll into a two-headed aborsisk monster with the wand, and in the chaos that ensues, Kale kidnaps Elora and takes her back to the Nokmar castle. 
Bav Morda orders the preparation of a ritual to banish Elora from the world forever. Eric's army arrives and Willow's party joins them, but Bav Morda casts a spell to turn them all to pigs. Willow uses the one to protect himself before finally restoring Rizal to her humanoid form. She breaks Bav Morda's spell over the army and they trick their way into the castle. Kale slays Eric, but Mad Mortigan avenges him, and Willow, Saoirse, and Rizal confront Bav Morda in the ritual chamber. After a gruelling fight, Bav Morda incapacitates Rizal and Saoirse. Willow uses sleight of hand to trick Bav Morda into thinking he has made Elora disappear. Bav Morda moves in to attack him, but unnerved accidentally completes the ritual in the process, banishing herself. At the restored Ter Aslin, Willow is gifted a spellbook by Rizal. Leaving Alora in the care of Mad Mortigan and Saoirse, Willow returns home to his village and family in triumph. Willow was released on May 20th, 1988, with a budget of around $35 million. It went on to make $137.6 million at the box office. George Lucas conceived the idea for the film, originally titled Munchkins, in 1972. Similar in intent to Star Wars, he created a number of well-known mythological situations for a young audience. During the production of Return of the Jedi in 1982, George Lucas approached Warwick Davis, who was portraying Wicket the Ewok, about playing Willow Oofgood. Five years passed before he was actually cast in the role, but Lucas said he thought it would be great to use a little person in a lead role. A lot of my movies are about a little guy against a system, and this was just more of a literal interpretation of that idea. Lucas explained that he had to wait until the mid-80s to make the film because visual effects technology was finally advanced enough to execute his vision. Meanwhile, actor-turned-director Ron Howard was looking to do a fantasy film. He was at Industrial Light and Magic during the post-production phase of Cocoon when he was first approached by George Lucas to direct Willow. He had previously starred in Lucas's American Graffiti, and Lucas felt that he and Howard shared a symbolic relationship, similar to one he enjoyed with Steven Spielberg. Howard nominated Bob Dolman to write the screenplay based on Lucas's story. Dolman joined Howard and Lucas at Skywalker Ranch for a series of lengthy story conferences and wrote seven drafts of his script between spring and fall of 1986. Pre-production began in late 1986. Various major film studios actually turned down the chance to be able to distribute and co-finance it with Lucasfilm because they believed the fantasy genre was too unsuccessful. This was largely due to films such as Krull, Legend, Dragon Slayer and also Labyrinth as well. Lucas took it to Metro-Golden-Mayer, or MGM, which was headed by Alan Ladd Jr. at the time. Ladd and Lucas had shared a relationship as far back as the mid to late 1970s when Ladd, who was running 20th Century Fox at the time, greenlit Lucas's idea for Star Wars. However, in 1986, MGM was facing financial troubles and major investment in a fantasy film was perceived as a risk. Ladd actually advanced half of the 35 million budget in return for theatrical and also television rights, leaving Lucasfilm with the home video and also paid television rights to offer in exchange for the other half. 
Lucas named the character of General Kale after the film critic Pauline Kale, a fact that was not lost on Kale in her printed review of the film. Similarly, the two-headed dragon was called Urbosisk, after the film critics Jean Siskel and also Roger Herbert. Principal photography began on April 2nd, 1987, and actually ended the following October. Interior footage took place at Elstree Studios in Hertfordshire, England, whilst location shooting took place in Dunorwick Quarry in Wales, and also in New Zealand. Some exteriors were also done around Skywalker Ranch, and also on location in Burnie Falls near Mount Shasta. The Chinese government actually refused George Lucas the chance of a brief location shoot, He then sent a group of photographers to South China to photograph specific scenery, which was then used for the background for blue screen footage. Let's have a look at a few other facts though now. According to Warwick Davis, the film had the largest ever casting call for little people at the time. Between 225 and 240 actors were hired for the film. Warwick Davis himself was actually only 17 years old during the time of shooting. As Val Kilmer was getting out of his crow cage between takes, the chain actually snapped and the cage came down on his foot. The box office numbers were actually less than expected, so George Lucas continued Willow's story in books rather than movie sequels. The three books are collectively known as the Chronicles of the Shadow War. They are Shadow Moon, Shadow Dawn and also Shadow Star, published in 1995, 96, and also 2000, respectively. These books are generally disliked by fans of the film due to their bleak tone and also the quick deaths of certain characters from the film. Lucas himself had been busy with the production of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace at the time, so wasn't able to be involved with the writing process, and had only provided Claremont with an outline for the series. He admitted he was so unhappy with how the books turned out that he has actually disowned them. During off hours from shooting, Kevin Pollack and also Rick Overton hit up a bar in the San Rafael, California region where they ended up performing improv. One of the audience members proceeded to get up on stage and also participate in their improv. That person was actually Robin Williams. Pollock already was a fan of Robin Williams and said he ended up stepping back just to watch Williams perform. George Lucas's hopes for a film was that it would earn about as much money as E.T. the Extraterrestrial, but it actually faced early competition with Crocodile Dundee 2, Rambo 3, and also Big, which we covered in last week's movie club. And that's about it for this week's movie. What did you think? Personally, what I've seen of it so far, like I say, I've only had a chance to be able to watch about the first third of the film. But what I've watched so far, I've really enjoyed. And my plan is to finish watching it either tonight or tomorrow. I want to make sure I finish watching the film before the series is released, because I want to start watching the series, of course. So what I will be doing, though, once I have finished it, I will be letting you know my full thoughts on the movie, maybe as a little bonus at the end of the show one week. I haven't actually got any comments on this week's movie club. I think it's partially because it's that sort of fantasy genre. And uh, I suppose this goes back to why many studios were hesitant to be able to pick it up. It's not really as popular a genre as, say, for example, sci-fi or something like that. But I don't know. I I still really enjoy some of them, nonetheless. One thing that I really need to do this next year, which is my plan, sorry, my watch is going off there, Um, one thing that I need to do this next year is I want to go through all of the Lord of the Rings and also the Hobbit films, because I've I've had them on iTunes for years and years and years, just never got round to being able to watch them, and I think it's because it's one of those genres that 
it's not like my favorite genre in the world, let's say, but the the concept of these stories and also how big they are and how many people enjoyed them, they still intrigue me. So I want to be able to check them out. And this is part of the reason why I'm wanting to watch Willow now, because that's kind of like me getting into that sort of genre of movie and television. And like I say, I want to be able to watch the series as well. Now, though, it's time to see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about Willow. Diz His, Diz His Review. Review. So D plus this week is going to be Willow, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, this is one of my favorite movies. I loved it is growing it really? up. I lo- Yeah, man. So any type of movie that's kind of like Lord of the Rings it has that feel to it is a movie that I really enjoy, right? Lord of the Rings, one of my favorite movies. This is also one of my favorite movies. I love Mad Mardigan. I love Val Kilmer's character in it, you know? Like, one of my favorite scenes of all time is when he's sitting there, and they always, like, recreate this scene in, like, a bunch of movies. But they have, like, the two, like, the three-headed dragon, uh-huh. right? And the 300, dra- like, Mad Mardigan's, like, about to fight, like, 50 guys or something like that. Oh, and he yeah, does, like, yeah. his little sword skills. He's, like, going behind the bathroom, all these different things. And then all the people, like, uh, and the dragon is behind Matt, like Mad Mardigan, behind Val Kilmer, and he Val Kilmer doesn't see the dragon, yeah. right? But everyone else does. And they kind of stop, they look, and they run away. And he's kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, like they ran away because of me. And then he turns around, and he's like, what? Oh, the dragon's right there, and he runs with them. You know, I think it's like really funny. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's, I love the movie. And Alex, you just watched this not too long ago, right? Yeah. So you know, I like, I love sci-fi movies, and I never, I don't remember ever seeing Willow growing up, which is so weird. And so I watched it for the first time beginning to end uh, a week and a half ago, and I liked it a lot. It was a really good movie. I think I think um, it was a fun movie, and I'm looking forward to the series coming out, uh, I think, yeah. very soon because it was it was fun. It was a good, fun movie. I liked the setting. I like all the different things in it. You know, when yeah. you go into a, a, um, a sci-fi world, it's hit or miss if it's going to make sense because they're making things up, and they're trying to put uh-huh. in words that aren't real you know, but George Lucas, who had a who uh, who did the story, he's very good at making things up, but it's sounding like real things. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was really good. And of course, the director is Ron Howard, like director yeah. Ron Howard, writer George Lucas. Like, how have you not seen this movie, Chris? But is it sci fi movie? It's more fantasy. Yes, it's fantasy. You're right. It's fantasy. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it can be a little bit science fiction, maybe, you know, right. But mm-hmm. it's definitely I think fantasy. Um Warwick Davis, okay, first off, is a freaking icon- like a legend. Yes, right? he is. He's a legend mm-hmm. actor, you know. He's been in the Harry Potter movies. He's been in pretty much every, even in the Star Wars movies, right? Mm-hmm. And he's Willow. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait for the TV show to come out. And um, I'm interested to see how they do the connection and everything. Um, uh, I think yeah, really me good. too. Me too. And I heard they're going to do something with Man Mardigan. I, I know that Val Kilmer, you know, he's not doing well health-wise, but they're going to have some type of tribute to him in, in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, yeah, I can't wait for the TV show, which is going to be coming out here soon. And um, did you see the commercial for it, like the, the preview for it, Alex? Yes. Where he's like, they have all these young actor, actors and actresses. Uh-huh. He's kind of going around, and he's like, you know, obviously they know who he is, right? And he's like, they're like, who are you? Like, weren't you like in Lord of the Rings and stuff like that? And he's like, what? No, I'm not Lord of the Rings. And they're, it's, and the one girl who's in the, the, in the TV show, she was in Rogue, Rogue, no, no, Hans. Han, um, yeah. Han she's, Solo. she's like, we were in a movie together. He's like, what? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> we were in a movie together. They were, they were, they had the scenes together. They're like, no, who are you? Like, we, we, I don't know who you are. But the one girl, she was in Solo, right? She yeah. was like the leader of the rebellion, I guess, mm-hmm. on, with Solo. Aaron and Kellyman. then also, yeah. 
And also, she was in uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. She was the main person that they were like the Winter Soldier was trying to. They were trying to catch. Correct. Yeah, she's she's good. I can't. They have a lot of good stars coming in this movie, and then they have some people coming back, and it's. I think it's going to be good mesh, and uh, I really hope they do it justice. I think they're going to. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris? Just visit DizHis.com and listen to DizHis on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms and the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash DizHis. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group also if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie you can record one and send one over on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the d plus club next week for the weekly movie club we'll be returning to our mcu series for ant-man and the wasp until then, though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.